Hey, this is Pastor Isaiah, Youth Pastor of Purpose 828 Youth Ministry. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. I pray that it blesses you. I pray that you're encouraged and inspired to go out today and be better. Like us, subscribe, and share with a friend. God bless. have on my heart and this has been just like a two or three week meditation like it's been all that's been in my head in my heart while I'm at work while I'm doing other things this has just been like every bit of my being so hopefully it comes out smooth and coherent hopefully it's something that all of you guys want I know it's something we all need so Mikeela can I get a thumbs up Almost thumbs up. So, you guys are so fortunate. I hope you guys realize. Um, just looking back at my past and like some of the potholes that I fell in, if I was privy to the knowledge and the leaders that you guys have at your disposal, would have shaved so many troubles out of my life. Like you have no idea. So, naked truth. How many people got something out of that? Naked truth, huh? Sex, all that naughty talk. Yeah? Felt good to get it out in the open. <laughs> I know you guys are raging hormone monsters right now. Try and keep it on lock for another six or seven years. <laughs> Jeopardy, that was like the best executed game of Jeopardy I've ever seen in my life. That was nuts. Like, I've seen sports bars try and do, like, trivia questions and have the whole software, and that wasn't even done as good as what you guys did. Who headed that up? Jeopardy. Matt. Everybody, round of applause for Matt. That was nuts. My claps are so much more powerful with a microphone. So, yeah, I mean, just keep the momentum rolling, right? So I don't know whether I have slides or not. So I had two titles for this. My first one was Tribulation to Peace. Tribulation to Peace. That was my first title. And then it turned into something else. So you might find out the second title if the slide comes up. Once it's up, somebody like tell me so that I'm not like uh, off the cuff for no reason. Does anybody know what tribulation means? Does anybody have a feeling like they know what tribulation means? And I'm not looking for like an overly biblical answer. Daniel, you always answer everything. I'm gonna ignore you, sorry. <laughs> Kendall. Kind of like when you're facing trial, but you're not really, okay. Um, well, trial and tribulation kind of go together, but like facing something that's really hard and then having to push through when you don't know if you can. Yes, very good. Daniel, did she take yours? I thought you were talking about the great tribulation. Nope, just tribulation in general. Oh, then yeah, she had my answer. All right. Yeah, trials. Um, how many people here want to be honest and like admit that you've been through some trials? Keep your hands up if you're still in a trial. I like it. A lot of honesty in the building. This is going to be nice. Yeah, so, Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 3, 
If we have the slide, then please put it up. And those of you who want to be diligent and take control of your futures, please turn to it. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Everybody should have plenty of time to get there. Please raise your hand if you're there. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. All right. So it reads, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. I'm going to say that again. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. That's pretty powerful. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. You guys got that? So main points here. We once were dead because of, our, because of your disobedience and your many sins. So we've all sinned, okay? That's a main point of the Bible. For all have fallen short of the glory of God, right? So in order to start your journey, you have to come to that point that you realize that we are not whole. We are broken beings. And the law... If, I mean, anybody that was younger that was told, you know, don't touch those cookies, what's the first thing you're, like, trying to do? Touch those cookies, right? The law highlights our sin nature, right? So, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for every single heart in this room. We know that uh, them just being here is obviously proof that you've got some big plans for them and that you are trying to equip them. And Lord, I pray that there are ears to hear and that we just let go of all of our own selfish thoughts and desires in this moment, that we are nothing but empty vessels to be filled by you. And Lord, I pray that what comes out of my mouth is of value and from you. And I pray that uh, your words are heard. In Jesus' name, amen. So... Tribulation, trials, disasters, we all have them. When you're younger, they seem to happen more often. Um, and some of us bring it upon ourselves. I was definitely a person who brought a lot of disaster upon myself. Oh, snap, something's happening. So the main idea of my thoughts and my meditation has been peace. I tried to figure out what is it that I've really chased in my life. And in some way, shape, or form, it's always peace. Now, my understanding of peace has changed greatly recently, which is really surprising because I spent most of my life in and around church. I thought I had a good idea or a good you know, grip on things. But peace to me was very much like a worldly sense of peace. It was, you know... Uh, Chilling, you know, a, a place to get away, something that I'm not 
stressed. But then I learned the real definition of peace. So if some of you could be so bold as to share your impression of peace. Anybody? Oh, snap, look at this. Um, being calm, like a calm area. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? A moment of feeling whole or like um, where you're quiet enough to be able to listen. Yes. Very good responses. So yeah, peace. Check that out. So that's my new title. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. Um, has anybody seen that bumper sticker? Yeah. So kind of cliche, kind of cheesy, but it's so true. There's so much in there. So we're going to kind of dive into this thing. So I figured the first place to start is the Bible, right? Um, so the word peace appears 237 times in the Old Testament. So the Hebrew translation of peace is shalom. And according to the Strong's Concordance, it means completeness. Completeness. So if you start replacing your idea of peace with completeness, it takes a whole nother identity, in my opinion. At least it did for me. It comes from the root word shalom, which means to make amends or to make whole or to make complete. Is there anybody in this room that could use wholeness, completeness, right? It seems like every day another brick falls out of my wall. And it seems like nowadays the theme is like, I'm broken, I need to find somebody else that's broken, and we'll just be like two broken walls leaning against each other. Like, does that sound like a strong wall? Two broken walls leaning against each other? Like, that's not the way God intended for us to live. So that's the Hebrew version. The Greek meaning... Oh, wow, look at this. Irene, or Iro. So... Irene means to tie together. And these words are more so of a verb. It's not like a stagnant place of being. It's not just like peace, I'm there. To make whole. A lot of the verbiage and a lot of the definitions in the Bible is to actually do something, to make whole. In our relationships, we are supposed to be striving to make them whole. We are supposed to be the peacemakers on this earth restoring what is missing, right? So it's crazy, like my self-awareness, instead of going and seeking something that makes me feel relaxed or something that pushes the thoughts out of my head, which substances do a great job of that, no wonder we have so much substance abuse, right? People are running away, people are, are trying to flee what's in their head, flee what's in their hearts. They're not necessarily looking to complete themselves. I feel like if people realized that they were really just trying to seek completeness, it would be a little easier to realize that maybe substance isn't what you, what you need, right? So I want you guys to kind of keep that in the back of your head as, you know, to make complete. And I think a, a picture of a brick wall is a great way to think yourself through these things. Um,
Yeah, so in my own life, I mean, I've, I found myself self in a lot of situations. I mean, I was young, got married, had two kids, divorced. Two young kids working 50 plus hours, divorced. Like, that was a very broken state of being. Um, especially being in and around the church, of course, the church doesn't have the best look at divorce, right? And rightfully so. So that was really where I started to seek Jesus, and I found Jesus. Believe it or not, if you seek after him, you will find him. I don't buy these stories of like, oh yeah, I spend you know, hours in my room just you know, praying and chasing after Jesus and I never hear him. I have a hard time believing that. Because whenever I genuinely put my heart in it, I heard him. Every single time, in some way, if you just really pay attention and put him on the front, you'll find him. So yeah, we'll go back to Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. So that was obviously me, early days, parties, drinking, chasing after what I thought was cool and awesome and fulfills you. Um, Obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Now the Bible makes it very clear that you will either serve one of two masters. There's no both, there's no middle ground. As much as you like to think that there is, there isn't. You're either working for Jesus or you're working for the devil. If you're not working for Jesus, guess who you're working for? The devil. (laughs) Because you're being complacent. You're being just like the rest of the world. We're not supposed to be like the rest of the world. We're supposed to be difference makers. We're supposed to look different. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By the very nature we were subject, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So... God loves us. News flash, if you didn't know, God loves us. He doesn't want us to just be in the ditch, feeling sorry for ourselves, you know, no hope, no future. He actually did something about this. So, in Isaiah 9:6, he will be called the Prince of Shalom. Does anybody here know what Shalom means? Peace. What does peace mean? Wholeness. He will be the prince of wholeness. And there will be no end of shalom. What is shalom? Peace. There will be no end of peace. Jesus' birth is referred to as the arrival of Irene. The arrival of wholeness. Jesus says in John 14, 27, My peace I give to you all. Romans 5, 1. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. So, I feel that we all need to understand that Jesus himself is our Irene. He is our wholeness. He is our completeness. Okay, We don't need to be complete. We don't need to find that missing something that makes us complete. Just add Jesus. In the Bible, they call him the great I am, or he calls himself the great I am. What shall I, who shall I say sent me? Say that I am sent you. Why is he called I am? Does anybody have any guesses? 
He can be whatever you need. We are this big, complicated puzzle with all these like tiny, specific pieces that we need. And instead of going to that one universal piece that's a shapeshifter that we can put anywhere, we try and find the specific piece. And guess what? That specific piece isn't out there. You can find something close to it, and you can try and force it in the spot, and you can be fooled for a second that it's working, but it's not. True peace is restoring what is broken. So first, so I wanted to be a firefighter for a while, and I started diving into like the mindset of a firefighter, and the most complicated part of the whole process is passing your oral board. So you're in this room, and there's like eight people staring at you, expecting like the most perfect answers out of your mouth that take up this perfect amount of space that just sounds amazing. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out like the answers for this oral board and how to like look really good through this process. And one of the first things that I learned is a firefighter is first taught to save himself. Which if you put yourself there mentally, like that's really tough. Like imagine being at a burning building, somebody screaming inside, needing your help. But you know that it's not safe enough for you to go in. You're trained to be able to make that call and be able to separate, right? I feel like that's something that I really would have benefited in my younger years, to know when I am operating out of a place of incompleteness and to seek my own completeness before trying to help somebody else, right? It's a slippery slope out there. I mean, if you're in the wrong association, my, uh, my younger sister is on the streets addicted to heroin right now. So that's heavy, you know? I wasn't really raised around her, um, but still as an older brother, right, that tears you up. And it wasn't so long ago that she didn't seem bad. You know, and I'm not saying that all of us are like days away from the streets, but at the same time, you guys, we all need wholeness. We all need completeness. And I'm sure if I asked every single one of you here what kind of life you want to live, none of you would say that, you know, oh, I want, you know, level seven relationships. Seven out of 10, really, that's what you want? Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to like just always get along with everybody. That would be boring. You wouldn't say that, come on. Or health. I, I, don't want, like, I don't want to be a 10 in health. I don't want to have too much energy, not be able to sleep, that would be weird. No, we all want 10, right? We all want to be complete. And the thing is, like, when you operate out of brokenness, you're not efficient. The thoughts that are going through your head aren't thoughts that are gonna bring success, aren't thoughts that are gonna bring joy. They're thoughts that are gonna keep you safe or protect you, right? An injured lion out there in the wild is not going to be a successful lion, right? Even though he's destined to reign and rule and expand his territory, all of a sudden, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen like the Discovery Channel. Anybody? Anybody like just geek out on the Discovery Channel? How cold-blooded is nature, <laughs> right? So much death. Like, I had such a hard time watching the Discovery Channel because it's usually like, oh, look at the little squirrel. And it's like, Wah! I mean, it just like gets gobbled up. And you're like, oh my goodness. 
But I remember seeing that, like, How many people are getting something out of this? All of you should be lying, just like arms waving. <laughs> I'm going to get back on my slides here. All right, so Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Yeah, right? Rescue mission. So, what is peace? Wholeness, completeness, restoration. Who is peace? Who? Jesus. You better shout that out. Jesus is peace. Now again, this is an action. If you get nothing more from my being up here, I want you to understand what peace really is. Wholeness, restoration, and who peace is. Jesus is the embodiment of peace. He is wholeness. He is that universal puzzle piece that we can put in any place of our life, and he's going to be that. Psalm 34, 14 says, turn away from evil and do good. Sounds like an action to me. Turn away from evil and do good. Justin and Jesse talking about don't wake intimacy, don't wake love. That was a diligent action, and look at the results they got. For them to make it to marriage with their purity, if you would have told me in eighth grade that like people actually do that, I wouldn't have believed you. Like for real, like me and my surrounding, we weren't turning away from evil. We were almost seeking it out. We were looking for ways to escape our house. We were looking for ways to be out a little bit later and blame it on a chain of circumstances. It goes on to say, search for peace and work to maintain it. So much action. Turn away from evil and do good. Two actions right there. Search for peace and work to maintain it. So much action right there. If there's a rift between you and one of your friends, instead of just letting bygones be bygones and, you know, so what, you do you, you know, who needs you, is that working to maintain it? Be the peacemakers, you guys. We're supposed to be grabbing pieces of heaven and pulling it down here on earth and advertising it. Like, for real. And I remember, like, moments in my life where that was happening and how magical it was. When I first came to the river and we had um, the Esparzas and, and CISOs and we used to go to that park and we used to just, like, throw down and, you know, hey, is it cool if so-and-so comes? Yeah, of course, bring them. All of a sudden we have, like, a mob of people at a park and we're just, like, having a picnic for no reason. And everybody's like peeking over there and all of a sudden we get like some wanderers or, you know, hey, can I have some? Yeah, go ahead, have some. Here, let me fix something for you. Like that's what life is supposed to be like. And I just read that it's supposed to be never-ending shalom. We have the magic piece. Let's use it. You got exactly what you need right here in your pocket. Don't be too proud to grab it. 
Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious in nothing by prayer and supplication. Who here knows what supplication is? Some of you rock stars. Mateo, I got my eyes on you. Supplication. With prayer and supplication. I got a shrug. Supplication. Isn't it kind of like service for other people? It's like a, a humble petition. Supplication, being vulnerable, right? That's where God meets you, when your heart's actually moldable. Be anxious in nothing, but by prayer and supplication. Um, yeah, that was an incomplete statement that I wrote down. That's cool. And the peace of God will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Like, all through the Bible, like, this was effortless to just rattle off verse and verse that, like, talks about what I'm getting at. The Bible is the book of peace, of wholeness. Last slide, please. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me, I wonder who me is. Anybody have any guesses? Jesus. These things I have spoken to you that in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. What is peace? In him you will have wholeness. Anybody in here that's pretending like you just have perfect wholeness and just maintain perfect wholeness without working? Like, come on. Let's get real. In the world, you will have tribulation. I shared a little bit of my story. There is so much tribulation in my story, and it's because I chose to live of the world. For some reason, I didn't want to be bold and courageous and live up to my calling. I knew my calling from a very young age. My mom told me from the time I was little, you are a leader if you go in the wrong direction, there's going to be 10 kids following you in the wrong direction. And that was the only thing that kept me decent, was because I cared about others. Not so much about myself for some reason, but I did care about the good kids behind me that I was leading astray. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Does it say, I will overcome the world? Is this something that we're like still waiting for? I have overcome the world. You guys, there is so much darkness out there. There is so much pain, so much hurt. A lot of it like in our own house, in our own neighborhoods. Let's start there. It says we're supposed to work to maintain peace. Let's get to work. First of all, get to work with yourself. If you guys are somebody that, you know, early in the morning you're hitting the snooze button, you're literally declaring to yourself that your life is not worth living. Why would you flee the day? Why would you try and postpone the day? That's your day. God gave it to you. Get out there and do something. Early in the morning, start with some silence. I talked about that Headspace app. Start with some silence. A little bit of prayer. Affirmations. I am huge on affirmations. And the more I do affirmations, the more success comes to my life. I heard a, a powerful saying 
I mean, it's like literally, if I had to pick one saying that I've ever heard and applied and worked, what you appreciate, appreciates. Do you guys get like what that means? What you appreciate, appreciates. If you don't like your friendships, start appreciating the friendships you have and watch them grow. If your kids stress you out, start appreciating what traits your kids show. Start appreciating who your kids are and watch them grow. If you don't think your day is worth living, start appreciating your day. Get up 45 minutes early and start appreciating the time that you have. You guys, we are ambassadors of heaven. Heaven deserves better representatives than what a lot of us have been. So I was told to go to 815, and I thought that, that was going to be like so hard to uh, hold back. But yeah, time's flying. What Philip shared, uh, Silas and Paul, restoration and, he used two R words, what was that? Restoration and... Basically, two synonyms for uh, peace. They were shackled. You don't have to wait until your life looks perfect to celebrate. Right? Oh, sorry. They pulled it from me. He has overcome the world. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Like, that's worth celebrating about, right? So, again, if you got anything from today, number one, Peace is wholeness, restoration. At the heart of what you guys are seeking, you guys need wholeness. Substance is not going to give it to you. Time spent alone, isolated in your room, not going to give it to you. That's a perfect way for the devil to get you alone, though, with your thoughts. Right? <laughs> you guys surround yourself with good people. Take your life serious. And uh, I believe that's all I've got. So, hey, if any of you guys like want to just fresh start, I know that this really helped me when I was younger, um, like rededication. Me meditating on this word of peace just really brought me to my knees. Like, you can't build and be proud at the same time. So, if any of you guys really just want to be vulnerable, um, after this, Justin and Jesse, would you be willing to like play some music? Yes, please. And if we could just approach the front and be vulnerable. If you want prayer, please raise your hand while you're up here in the front. You can either stand, kneel, lay down, whatever. Um, and if you just want time to be at peace and to just kind of meditate on some of the things that I said, then go ahead and just like kneel down there. But I really think that we could benefit from a moment of quietness. A lot of us don't know how to be quiet with God. And if nothing more, I know that I have 15 more minutes. So if I can just provide 15 minutes of quietness for you guys, then that's what I'm gonna do. Don't touch this mic until 8.15.
Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. Pray that this message was a blessing. I pray it was right on time for you and that it encourages you to finish out the rest of the week. Love you so much. God bless.